Wellness Warriors, welcome back. We have a very special guest, someone I'm so excited to bring forward for you and really get to talk about the psychology of food. We're talking someone who has a TEDx uh, talk that has changed lives on that platform too. She also has her own podcast. She is a highly accomplished uh, coach and so much more. And you're an event host and the world could literally be uh, just absolutely filled with such abundance by having more of her in your life. And so Jordana is joining us and I'm so excited for our upcoming conversation. And you guys, I feel a real kinship with this woman having witnessed her her information that she pours out so abundantly in terms of the way we have an opportunity to shift our mindset around our bodies, around the food we're consuming, around all of these holistic modalities. And so I'm super excited today, Jordana, to have you here because as someone who was diagnosed with an eating disorder before she was even 13, someone who was overweight her entire youth and have I've been on such a journey over my lifetime, these nearly four decades of a wavy relationship with my body. You know that I am a self-love advocate, self-love, I call myself self-love queen because I commit to it every day, far from the idea that I do it perfectly. And so I'm so excited to have you here. And I would love for you to first say hello to our audience, all the wellness warriors tapping in to listen to you and let them know a little bit about you. Yeah. Wow. That was quite the introduction. <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. I am so grateful for the opportunity just to be able to connect with like-minded people who are genuinely interested in, you know, just bettering their lives. Like whether it's through food psychology or, um, you know, naturopathy or w- whatever it is at the end of the day, our time here is just so short. And I, I really believe life is way too short to spend it hating yourself or worrying about like actual nonsense. Um, and really is about finding that true inner peace and happiness. So a little bit about me. I mean, I think you kind of covered the the major things, but I'm a clinical nutritionist and hypnotherapist. I have a degree in behavioral psychology and my story is very similar to yours. I was, I grew up obese. I was the only obese kid in class. I was bullied and um, went on my first diet at eight. I didn't know what to do, so I just starved myself and um, received a lot of validation. Like people were like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And and so it really just taught me at a young age that being thin meant I was lovable and being overweight meant I wasn't. And for the next two decades, I just desperately chased that feeling. I did it through like very extreme ways, eventually ended up with addiction issues and substance abuse. And when I was 21, I was kicked out of university, an alcoholic, um, had just been trying to overcome my cocaine addiction and I got pregnant and that baby just saved my life. And that's when I went to school to become a nutritionist. And I'm like, oh, I have it all figured out. I'm just going to like not eat any sugar. (laughs) And and actually becoming a nutritionist made my eating disorder so much worse. So it really wasn't until I went back to school to study human behavior and psychology and learning about how my own psychology contributed to this really unhealthy relationship to myself and my body that I was able to like fully, and I'm going to use the word recover rather than heal, but like fully recover uh, my life because your relationship to food is quite literally your relationship to life. It is our life-giving substance. So it is so much deeper than just wanting to fit into a size two. Oh, oh my goodness. Your, I mean, our stories are even more parallel than many may understand. Someone that has battled eating disorders, my daughter, 19, changed my vision on what healthy eating and food, like she was the biggest why for me. Because like you, I didn't want to pass down these misconceptions and this 
you know, just constant state of illness and the, you know, the really degrad, you know, just terrible thoughts, like degrading thoughts that I had regularly about my body. So um, I know you went back. And again, I would say like a psychologist is who was first to help me to better understand the relationship between food and my body nourishment and um, health and healing versus dieting and deprivation and all of these things. And so when you're talking to your patients and your clients around the food psychology, what would you say are some key elements that you believe if we would grab onto these things? Because we like to, we're we're all about action steps here. So we love to like listen and then apply. And so what are some things that you're like, if I could wave a magic wand and the wellness warriors of the world and every other human that would listen would start to invite themselves to consider these things that you believe it would make a really positive and powerful impact. Yeah, absolutely. So I think first and foremost, we kind of all have to come to the agreement that the solution that we have to this problem, this epidemic, like obesity, and whether or not you're listening to this and feel that you're obese or have been told that you're obese, or if you're just honestly looking for better health and just have an unhealthy relationship to food. But Obesity is an epidemic. In the States, it's over 40%. That's almost half of you guys. And actually 70% of people are clinically overweight. And so the number one solution we have to this problem is the dieting industry. And the dieting industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. And it just keeps going up and up every year. So the first thing that we really need to come down to like just ground level on is that diets just don't work. And so when we can agree on that, we can start to look for a new solution because I think dieting becomes really trendy in that most people end up blaming themselves rather than the diet. They're like, well, you know, it worked for a short period of time. I lost the weight. Then I regained it back and they believe they regained it back because there's something wrong with them, right? They think I don't have any discipline. I, I, I don't, I can't muster it up enough. Oh, and if I just try again, starting again on Monday, but we need to come to the agreement that that solution doesn't work. Once we do that, we can start to meet ourselves where we need to be. So when we talk about food psychology, one of the biggest components is really being able to understand what a craving really is. Because for the majority of time, and I'm speaking from somebody who's dealt with other substance abuse issues, the brain will seek pleasure beyond pain in 99.9% of situations. Like our brain is literally wired to seek pleasure. And so when we have a relationship or when we have a program in our brain where the brain will seek pleasure or dopamine, um, to avoid a certain kind of pain, oftentimes that gets done through food. You know, you would, very rarely see somebody doing a line of cocaine in a class, but very often we see somebody opening up a bag of chips, eating a Twix bar. There's nothing wrong with these foods, but I'm just trying to paint the picture in that more often than not, you are eating when you're not really hungry. And so the reason why the brain does this is because it wants to protect itself and it wants to feel good. And so when we can understand the difference between craving and true hunger, we can also really make the choice of, do I actually want to eat this rather than I have to have it and then beat myself up later? So first thing is like understanding the difference between craving and true hunger. Next is meeting yourself with compassion. I say this all the time, but you literally cannot hate your way to a body that you love. Not possible, right? So when you're speaking negatively about yourself or your body, you're really sending signal, like really confusing signals to the body. It's like, I want to be healthy. I want to be thin. But the signal that you're sending is I'm not, I'm bad, I'm a failure, etc. right? And your daily behaviors match your deepest beliefs about yourself. 
not your goals and your dreams. So if you have a behavior around food or exercise or whatever that that isn't adding up to the thing that you want, you have to ask yourself, like, what am I saying to myself? What do I believe about myself? Um, and then the next thing is to just be very, very, very conscious about your thoughts around food. So the body is governed by in a very elaborate nervous system where there are signals going from the brain to the body and back up to the brain. And there are many studies, I, I'll get into it if you want me to, but um, where our thoughts about what we're eating are actually more important than the food itself. So quite literally, if you're eating a chocolate bar and you're telling yourself like, this is gonna go straight to my ass, I shouldn't be, ha oh, I don't, can I swear? Totally, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be you, please. <laughs> yeah, if you're like, oh, this is going straight to my ass, like I shouldn't be having this, you are literally telling your body, hold on to this. This is bad for me. I'm going to gain weight from this. So ultimately, literally all all areas point back to your nervous system and the brain. And so when we develop a healthy relationship to food, it really is about addressing the nervous system and not about the food itself. Oh my goodness. I mean, the craving versus true hunger, the reality that our mindset over everything. I absolutely love this. And I know my wellness warriors are like, are you going to just skip right over something she said? So I'm going to bring it to you because I know that I, you're going to have a really great reframe in a way that we can consider too. So you mentioned the bag of chips and the Twix bar. Yeah. And as someone who I wholeheartedly believe that if we have this, like if we stand in a space of anger or fear, those are all energy. And so it is very important. And we're intellectual human beings. And so when we look at the ingredient portfolio of a Twix bar, it's far from the idea that we shame ourselves if we are to consume. And it is very important in my opinion. So I love your, your, you know, your feedback on how we can amplify this in our thinking. Because for me, one of the things that I really stand on is to be a conscious consumer. So mm -hmm. knowing that Although one Twix bar isn't going to be the, the beginning or the end of you, that mm -hmm. when we look at food profiles and they are filled with, you know, chemicals and lab made ingredients, this is also far from nourishing you. So what would you say and what kind of wisdom would you impart on the wellness warriors in relation to discerning the food choices that we get to make? Yeah, I think I'm going to surprise you here because first thing is, you either change the behavior or you change the belief. So if you're eating something and you know you shouldn't be, then you can't eat it. Because if you eat it and you think you shouldn't be, but you do it anyways, we've got a big conflict in the nervous system, right? Um, so that, that's kind of a side note. But I want to go a little bit deeper on that because we have this idea that you know, um, processed foods or whatever, which I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here. I'm a nutritionist. I can't sit here and say they're good for you. Like, of course they're not right. Like red dye number five is a really big problem. Um, and yet we believe that we just need to restrict these foods and we just need to, you know, avoid them by having willpower or by just knowing better. Almost, it's almost like, you know, the more we educate ourselves on these things, the, the better our brain should know to avoid them. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But what I can tell you is that your body is never, ever, ever going to crave something that's bad for it, ever. The body actually wants to be healthy. It knows how to be healthy. In any given instant, it's a million chemical reactions are happening just to keep you alive. So your body's literally constantly trying to like create this homeostasis, this balance that you, the brain is busy like bringing it out of balance. So if you are craving these really highly processed foods, you wanna dig deeper and not 
that, oh, I just need to avoid them because they're bad for me. It's like, why does my brain want this, right? And and I think that I'm definitely of the mindset where, you know, a little bit of something is not going to kill me. But truly, when you heal your relationship to yourself and your body, like, there is no desire to self-sabotage. So we have Halloween candy in our house that we've had for, like, three years. Like, it's time to throw it out. But, it, but and, and no part of me wants any of that. Whereas when I was still really stuck in these binge and restrict cycles, I remember buying the box of Halloween candy the day after Halloween because it was 50% off and eating the entire thing, sitting at my desk being like, shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be doing this. And so it is such a contrast, right? But it's it's so much more than just educating yourself on what's good and what's bad. It really is deeper in like, do I really value and love myself so much that I would never want to harm myself? And when we can, it's almost like a lock and key. When we can create that connection, you genuinely don't even want it. Ah. Oh. The love, I have goosebumps, so you know, because the the truth is for my personal journey, from my own experience, is that when I started discerning what I was going to eat as an act of love for self, is this going to love on me? Does my body love this too? Like this exchange of love and vibration and energy, I stepped away from measuring food or counting calories or worrying about what time I was eating. I, yes, I, I may set parameters. I'm someone who my body loves intermittent fasting. Like I feel really good. The majority of time, there are days in which my body wakes up and it's hungry. And I'm now in this space of like, Hey, sweet sister, how do I love on you? How do I take care of you? Like what, what do you honestly need from me? And you also brought up going deeper into the craving. So when our body may be sending those signals of, oh, I want that thing that we may have conscious understanding doesn't serve us. I'll, I'll use my, myself for an example. Like I would love for gluten to love me. I would love that. It would be amazing. And we're working on it. We're like, you know, we continue to put forth great intention for this, um, this, uh, hope and healing. And I also know that right now where I am in my journey, that it has an adverse effect on me. And yet there will be times emotionally that I have a craving. So I would love for you to unpack what does one do when they're diving a little deeper, when they have that recognition that they have a craving, and they also know it's in contrast to what they believe as you so beautifully articulated. Like they know that, you know, I'm going to do quote unquote, that it's bad for me for whatever reason that may be. I'll use gluten for me. And yet they have a craving. What could they do to explore that more deeply? Yeah. So like I mentioned, the body, when because you are experiencing adverse reactions with gluten, like there might be and maybe an IgG reaction or like inflammatory response with gluten, it's very, very common, right? I actually was somebody who had literally the entire chart of food intolerances and now I can eat like little bits of whatever I want. If I have too much dairy, if I have a whole piece of cheesecake, like my body and my brain are not happy and not my brain and my thoughts, but like literally I get so much mental fog that like I can't even see straight. It just, it doesn't. However, in that moment, remember how I said that your daily behaviors match your deepest beliefs about yourself. Cravings in itself is just the brain feeling a state of dysregulation and wanting to regulate itself, right? And so um, if we were to use somebody with a substance abuse issue, like somebody who smokes or vapes or whatever, like the, the state of dysregulation is really the absence of that thing, but it could be like stress. Maybe something said something to you. Maybe you're just worrying. Maybe you're just thinking about a conversation that you had that just isn't serving you right now in this moment. The brain wants to escape that desperately, right? So it's going to search for something that's going to give it that little hit of dopamine so that it can temporarily 
temporarily turn that issue off. Now, obviously, if you don't learn to meet your needs, you're going to end up eating them. So like the br it's not really going to last. And then you have a whole new problem that you've eaten a whole baguette and you're gluten intolerant. But when your body is craving that thing, I would really ask, because especially if the body knows it's not, doesn't do well with it, I would really see and look into other areas in your life where you feel a level of um, self-hate isn't the right word, but it's almost like a desire to inflict pain. Because, and I think that, I mean, we can go deep here, and this is probably, it's something that has to happen internally, but when we're looking to harm ourselves for the purpose of temporary temporary pleasure, there's something else that's going on there. There's a, there's an energetic frequency or vibration that you are vibrating at. Maybe it was a conversation you had, or even just like something that you read that didn't sit well. That the body now wants to match that frequency, and so like because remember, like attracts like, right? So there's no way that on like the best day of your whole entire life, you're just like, oh my god, I want to eat a whole baguette when your body says no, right? So it really is in these moments that there's something else going on that's a lower vibration that your body is trying to match that vibration. So really, it's about bringing your vibration up and understanding what's really happening on behind the scenes. Ah, oh, okay. So our community just uh, collectively read, and, and about eight years ago, I read it for my first time through, called The Big Leap. And so what I'm going to say oh, to God. our community, yeah, is that right there is a, you you just displayed an example of what an upper limiting mm -hmm. problem yeah. can be, right? Like we mm -hmm. hit this new, yeah. this new uh, emotion or feeling, and especially if it's low vibration, that one can be a matching. And if it's high vibration, it can be a self-sabotaging. And so I know you were talking about self-hatred and I immediately, I was like, Ooh, self-sabotaging. So, you know, I, I plan to have you on, so get ready, boo, because <laughs> I'm inviting you back because there's so much wisdom that lives within you. And you guys, she has her own podcast too. Everything will be in the show notes, the way to find this beautiful human. And before we end our episode, I want to hand it back to you. If there is anything you feel called in your heart, you think, you know, this community deserves to know something that even if you have something coming up that you want them to be aware of, if you want to point them to a certain resource, like by all means, please do, because what you you delivered there was this ability to start to work on the mindset, our mentality around this real, you know, psychology of food. And for me, I know you call recovery, which I also am, you know, I have recovered from both uh, addiction of many things and addiction, addictive cycles too. So I love that recovered and or healing, whatever feels best for you. And because you displayed that so beautifully uh, and really gave hope, I believe, to our community that it is a journey and one worth taking because we're all so beautiful and worthy of the love, beginning with love for self and taking care of our bodies. So I'd love to give it to you for anything you'd like to pour into our community. Yeah, I think the last thing that I just want to say is I just I really, really want you all to understand that the body does really want to be healthy. And so if you're experiencing any like stubborn weight or any issues with your relationship to food, it's because there are imbalances. It's not because there's something inherently wrong with you. And so when we learn what the imbalances are in the nervous system, we learn what the physiological imbalances are in the body. Maybe it's, you know, leaky gut, maybe it's whatever. And we bring those into balance, then the excess weight falls off all, all on its own. Truly. Like, 
nobody is just destined to be overweight. That's not a thing. Like nobody came down and and said, you're going to be this way forever, right? There actually is no genetic disposition to it. So I like rather than, I mean, if you go to my um, Instagram is where I, I kind of live. I'm most um, active there, but you can find lots of other information on upcoming things. The most important message that I want to give to you guys is that life is short, you deserve to be healthy, and you actually have everything you need, and nobody else can do it for you. So it really just is about believing in yourself enough to like seek out help. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And again, you can find this queen and she may be the puzzle piece on your journey to amplifying the wellness warrior within. So thank you, Jordana. So, so, so grateful to have spent this time with you. And wellness warriors, thank you. Thank you for continuing to lean in, to be open to new ideas, new information that is going to amplify the wellness warrior within because it's our birthright. And I love that she just literally highlighted for us that we all, all of our bodies desire to be healthy. And so there is no one left out of this equation. Everyone's invited to that party. And we're going to keep doing that episode by episode as we bring forth powerful information. So thank you for joining. And again, sweet friend, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you are ready to have her back, if you have a question too, head on over to wellnesswarriorpodcast.com. There's a little microphone in the bottom right-hand corner. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a question, we'll pay it forward for her. We'll send you the link to her Instagram response, or we'll save it for an upcoming episode. We'd love to have you. So again, thank you so much, sweet friend, and we'll see you soon.